0: Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. IFF is entering the personalized nutrition sector through a strategic partnership with Salus Optima. That's a British-based, digitally enabled personalized nutrition health and wellness company. Together, the companies are enabling consumers to understand their unique metabolic response to food, supplements, activity, and sleep through smartphones and wearables. Joining me now from Milan is Alex DeSouza Carvalho, Global Director of Innovation Marketing for IFF's Nourish. Hi, Alex, and welcome to the NutriCast.
1: Hello, Danielle. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm great. Thank you for joining me. So how did IFF come to realize that it wanted to take that personalized nutrition route?
1: Great question, Danielle. So we started this journey around two, three years ago. So the first step uh, to landing to this opportunity in this space, we started mapping what could be some areas of disruption happening in the food industry mainly that we could play, right? So we spend time mapping areas like if you're familiar with this kind of planning like horizon one, two, three scenarios of innovation. So what could be areas? that are beyond our core business, that could be disruptive, that we could generate new revenue streams and we could generate new value for our customers. So after different opportunities mapped, we identified personalized nutrition as a key one as we intend to enter in this space as a new opportunity because in in the studies that we have done and the market size, we identified that this market up to 2040 it will mean around $64 billion. So it means in the next few years, it will reach that level. So we didn't want to be out of this opportunity because we believe it could be very disruptive. So that's how we started that journey. So uh, mapping that white space, one area that made us very excited looking at this opportunity is that the first step we took when we identified this is how this ecosystem is happening now right because we we wanted to map the different entities in the ecosystem of personalized nutrition because we we saw that okay to enter that market there is a lot happening already right if you start in the end, like in the in the streams like smart devices now everybody has like a smart watch different sensors measuring different uh, health habits that you have. We have the medical community. We have nutritionists in this uh, ecosystem. Uh, We have the retailers. We have the brand owners. So what is the picture of this ecosystem? So what is interesting, Danielle, is that we identified some key areas and with a lot of insights looking at, okay, one of the big areas that we, we identified is that this ecosystem is already happening. So we came to the question to ourselves, should we make something? Should we buy something? The famous question, right? Make it or buy Mm it. What we identified is that we should jump in this existing ecosystem because it's already happening. There are major players there. Uh, And one critical component that, uh, that we identified is digital. Because when we see things like the food ingredients industry, it's not strongly in a digital vortex, right? And it's very hard for us to, uh, in the food industry to really understand things like how consumers behave, going directly to consumers in some cases. So we identify that also creating the famous batch of one, let's say, because a lot of people think that personalized nutrition is about creating one single product for each consumer. And this is very difficult to do in massive industries, right? That you need to have scale and so on. So uh, digital is the big enabler that we identified for personalized nutrition because you could create customized experience and combining the physical product with digital services is probably how we want to enter in in this market.
0: Yeah, you put a lot of thought into it. Uh, how did the partnership with Salus Optima come about? Oh, no, yeah,
1: great question. Going back to that point, should we make it? Should we buy it? There is an existing ecosystem. So then we started looking, okay, if the entry point is digital, who could be our partner to to uh, to enter in that? With Because, to be honest, it's not the core business of IFF right? Because we we provide physical products, we provide food ingredients. We have a, a lot of initiatives in digital transformation, but we identify we need someone who have data, someone who already cracked this nut, somebody who has already a strong software architecture like Salus Optima, because they're a B2B company, focus on software. So combining our capabilities that we know the ingredients, we know uh, consumers, we understand the claims, understanding the benefits of nutritional product, with someone who already has all the capabilities in the software part, we we think this becomes very powerful altogether.
0: Yeah. And so your first focus is metabolic health. Why did you start off with metabolic health?
1: Yeah, so... So great question, because this is the biggest uh, health concern today, right? And if if you look at some numbers, for example, it is the largest area of improvement uh, if we think about health lifestyles, right? 46% of the world today is metabolically unhealthy. What does it mean, right? Metabolic health, I know it's kind of a term that is... Is not understandable for everyone, but it's all the things related to your blood sugar levels, your blood pressure, your cholesterol levels, your waist circumference. So it's linked to weight management. So that's really the area that we're focusing, because if we have a population that is uh, metabolic health, it improves a lot their lifestyle, right? Because it means less obesity, less diabetes heart diseases and all this kind of thing. And for you to have an idea, we estimate that, so 2017, 7.3% of the the adult population, they had a kind of pre-diabetes condition. And in 2045, this will mean 8.3% of the population. We, We will be around almost 600 million people in the world. So we have a job to do, Danielle, if we think even from health and wellness and all the ESG efforts that we have as a company, that's also why we are in personalized nutrition. Because we, I think we have a job to really help to improve nutritional habits, behavioral changes in metabolic health as a start, because this could be impacting uh, in a positive way the human beings, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that we have a little bit of background on all this, what is the platform in a nutshell? Yeah, so we are very excited about this first platform. So I,
1: I'm going to bring a story to life. So imagine if you put yourself in uh, the shoes of a consumer. So imagine with myself, uh, like someone waking up in the morning. So they have, for example, a smartwatch. This smartwatch will give them a notification saying, look, we know that yesterday we did this kind of exercise. You have eaten this kind of food. You breathe in that fashion. Your blood uh, sugar levels are in that fashion. So why don't today you do this kind of a sport activity? Why don't you eat this kind of food? Why don't you drink this amount of water? So this is going to be... Uh, helping people on behavioral change that will improve their conditions, for example, of weight management and so on. So all of these will be orchestrated by data, by AI behind, because, you know, depending on the level uh, that the consumer will, in terms of sensors, for example, if they have smart watches or smart devices, plus what they eat and drink every day, all this data is collected, is transformed into intelligence for each single individual in a very personalized way. So that's what we envision. And, and, and more than that, thinking about this day in the life of a consumer, they will also see, for example, a recommendation of our products that they can buy. And that's the benefit for our uh, partners, customers, because they can also promote their products with the right claim targeted to the right people. And we believe that this will be a great opportunity for them to connect directly with consumers and understand their behaviors, understand uh, how they are eating and drinking. This could create new insights for what products should be developed to keep them developing their lifestyles, to keep them healthy and improve uh, for better nutrition and, and so on. So that's kind of the view of the platform. So it's really about data. It's really about having real-time consumer data, which is also also very beneficial because you, you have in your hand immediately what is happening today with consumer. Another thing that we think this platform will give that is really our purpose it's about democratizing personalized nutrition, making it accessible. Because today, it exi- other, other platforms already exist, Danielle. It's not that this is the only one. There are many out there. But if you look at the subscription fees and all that, it's not for everyone. Our goal is to make it very much accessible because we have this mission, this purpose of improving health and wellness for the population.
0: You mentioned artificial intelligence and data, but can you tell me a little bit more about how tech plays a role in all of this?
1: Yes, it's making sense of the data, right? You can imagine the the amount of points of data that this platform will be capturing every day with massive consumer products. So the AI engine, that we developed together with Salus Optima, will give this understanding of what is better for each consumer based on their weight, based on their height, based on their eating habits and so on. So that's really what the technology is all about. Combining, serializing this data, cross this data with other sources, Right. So that's what we believe the AI engine is going to deliver uh, as, as a final outcome.
0: And so this isn't something available directly to consumers, right? You work with brand owners.
1: Yeah. So we work with brand owners. So these will be then available via their brands to the consumer. Right. Because because it's it's creating a kind of a digital experience. Like, you know, this idea of digital, physical plus digital, which means for example, if you have today a nutritional beverage from a specific brand, you are gonna have this digital service as a new layer in this product. So to help to buy more or buying the right way, consuming the right way with the right frequency. Uh, so that's, that's the idea of connecting directly with the consumer because then uh, they will be having this data as well, as we mentioned before, right? So uh, that's, that's our end customer. It will be uh, our our partners and customers currently and future ones that we are
0: already in conversations. That's my first time hearing Fidgetal. Obviously, let's get Fidgetal kind of comes to mind, that song. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so uh, what are some benefits for brand owners? The benefit is, you know, when you work with,
1: in, in the let's say, in the CPG side or you know, on the brand owner side, today the dream is to have real-time data from consumers, right? Mm-hmm. The benefit is really to go direct to consumers, is to have the opportunity to understand their habits. Because if you think from the past, you know, after my 20 plus years in, in marketing, when we were doing news and analysis, using paper data, uh, how much things evolved. I think the big revolution today is having real-time data because in in traditional marketing, you look at past data, right? What happened in the past? Then you need to make decisions and assumptions for the future. When you have real-time data, you can course correct immediately. So this is very powerful. And you can have insights. To also say, okay, if these consumers in that region are acting in a certain way, should I then improve my distribution? Should I create new products for that specific target group? So these are some of the digital services that we are going to enable when we have this data available uh, from consumers.
0: And going back to some of the offerings and things that consumers will have access to, you mentioned maybe, you know, recommending more water or different types of exercise, what about specific nutrients and ingredients? Is that something that could be incorporated as well? Yes. No, great question. Exactly. So that's the combination, right?
1: Knowing the right ingredients and then uh, the right claims or all the benefits in each product, that's also the, the part of it. So if somebody is looking for improving their uh, weight, or if they're, they want to improve their levels of cholesterol, there'll be specific and very targeted recommendations based on the ingredients that will help them. Of course, they will be going to their doctors. They're going to have other medications, maybe. But this is really to help on their uh, holistic health with very specific and target recommendations.
0: Mm-hmm. And so are you able to see what ingredients are trending right now? Is there anything that we should keep our eyes on in 2023?
1: I think continues to be very strong. The probiotics, for example, which is an area that we think uh, the platform will be very much a benefit for consumers. We see some interesting trends happening, for example, in uh, kombucha, for example. Drinks continue to be important. And some other ingredients, like, for example that continue to be really, really important is everything related to sugar reduction. Mm -hmm. Um, So we see like the the future of, you know, modulation, for example, tools uh, in flavors that combine with sweeteners or combine with other ingredients to reduce the level of sugar in products. The same for salt is an important trending area. Because we know that these are one of the main contributors for high sodium or high sugar for different uh, unhealthy lifestyles, right? So this continue to be a very strong trend, those modulators uh, that helps to reduce uh, salt and sugar, for example, this year. And of course, we know that this year with all the conversations about the cost of living and all the impact of inflation and so on, Opportunities for optimizing products, for example, that reduce the impact of inflation in, in, in for the end consumer. So ingredients that help to reduce those costs are going to be very important, I think, as well.
0: Yeah, going back to democratizing everything, uh, you mentioned unhealthy lifestyles and sugar, and obviously that makes me think of the sad diet, right? The standard American diet. When you're working with these brands, are they going to be located in specific regions or are you going to be working with brands all over the world?
1: Yes, the idea is all over the world. Of course, we we have some targets. For example, North America, we think is a mature market for this kind of uh, platform. But the idea is to work all over the world. We're starting with some focus areas, like, for example, as I mentioned, North America. But the idea is to roll out. Uh, In conversation with different customers, we see different needs in different regions. So that's the beauty, right? Because we could customize for the different locations and adapt to the local needs.
0: Yeah, that's also a good point. I mean, there's different, like you said, different needs in different regions. Before I let you go, any other news, updates or research or anything that you'd like to share?
1: yes no thanks for the opportunity yeah we are super excited about some of the things uh if you look at last year uh, i think we had a a big focus on sustainability for example uh, we had some important new technologies that we put in the marketplace one that i would like to highlight is called um, citrus neo which is a new technology for citrus flavors that is coming from uh, very much sustainable sources, which means upcycled ingredients. So more and more you're going to see technology this year coming from IFF that leverage the concept of upcycling, which is using different waste streams to create new ingredients, right? Creating a circular economy and things like that. So these are some of the The important things coming this year, and you're going to see a lot on what I mentioned before, on sugar, salt reduction, uh, helping really in health and wellness, because we believe that's an area that accelerated a lot post-pandemic and continue to be very important going forward.
0: Yeah, it's an area that we all really need to keep in mind. IFF's Alex DeSouza Carvalho, thank you so much for joining me here on the NutriCast. All right. Thank you, Danielle. And thanks for having me. If you like what you just heard, you could subscribe to the NutriCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutriIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.